Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It's so great to be with you today. In this episode, are you keen to be more kind in your life, but are not sure of a plan that can get you there? Well, as you know, if you've been listening to this series, kindness is a muscle that you can grow, that can become a default behavior for you, a new neural pathway. In this episode, the third in our series on building kindness as a superpower, we look at the key to unlocking kindness so that we can have the kind of life, relationships, and impact on the world we want to have. Let's walk. walking, moving as we are able on this gorgeous day. Feeling our feet on the ground. Arriving in this moment. Letting go of whatever we were thinking or doing or planning. And just being present for this moment. starting with our feet on the ground, feeling our belly rise and fall, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. If you're new to the last 8% morning, we walk or we move as we are able and we bring mindfulness and mental training into our morning routine or whenever we happen to do this podcast episode. Some people do it in the morning, some people at various other times of the day. And we start by mindfully walking. Feeling our feet on the ground. Feeling our hands and arms as they swing, as we walk. There are people who have struggled with sitting meditation, and this can be a fantastic way to build mindfulness without the sitting. Because mindfulness is paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally. So we're just present with walking, with our belly rising and falling. Why do we do it? Well, we're building important skills so that we can have those difficult conversations or difficult, make those difficult decisions, face all of those difficult situations in the course of a day. So we're building up our strength and our power and our muscle. 
so that we can transform ourselves through these challenging situations and become our best version of ourselves. Because we want to have a big impact in the world. We don't want to live with regret. So this is a practice. It's a form of drip learning because we are going to have ideas of the day, but it's also a habit or a practice that we can do every day to change our brain, recraft our brain. It's so great to be with you today. So feeling your feet on the ground. And you can go back and forth between feet on the ground and just noting and just feeling your feet as they contact the ground and then moving to your belly, rising and falling. And I often interchange, go back and forth. And if my mind wanders, which it will, just gently let it be whatever the story or idea or fantasy that has taken your mind away and just come back very gently, be kind to yourself and come back to paying attention to your feet on the ground or your belly. Where is your mind? If it wandered off, which it will, just let it be and come back. We have a BIG structure at the last 8% morning. We wake up, we make our bed, we engage in our five-minute book club. I'm not sure if that's going to be the final title of it, but we, as opposed to picking up our phone, we read something that inspires us. Right now, as a book club, we are reading When Things Fall Apart by Pema Chodron, which is a great book. I'm highly enjoying it. We will be talking about that in a future episode. But we make our bed, we do our book club, and then we walk and pay attention to our belly and body. Those are the Bs. Then we move to an idea of the day or build our our identity statement. Those are the I's. Then we finish with goals and gratitude. So just standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. And moving to our idea of the day. So you've been listening to this series, I hope, and are committed to building kindness. It might be a core value that you have. It might be important to you. And it's not a bad quality in a person. After all, the Dalai Lama went so far as to say, his religion is kindness. How lovely is that? But we face barriers, which we talked about in episode one of this series. Our strong emotions can get in the way, such as anger or hurt. And this can drive our behavior and get in the way of us being kind in the moment. Or our internal system is not doing as well. We're not managing ourselves as well. And we are halted. H-A-L-T. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And that also can affect how we show up and how kind we are. 
And finally, when and if we are facing pressure, this again can have an impact on our behavior, on our brain, and we can miss important cues in our environment, not tune into people, and not be as kind as we want to be, as our best self. And that can get in the way of our relationships. And as we learned in the past episode, too, we talked about how we can get in the way of our career trajectory. So we need a plan to build kindness. And part of this plan requires knowing, and this is going to be the focus of today, knowing that there is a key to unlocking kindness. There is a key to unlocking kindness. Let's dig into that. And again, just standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful, feeling your body. We love to interchange between finding those touch points of being present in our body, in our belly, and coming back to thinking and reflecting. So it probably won't surprise you that kindness is a choice. Maybe that's obvious. Not everyone thinks it's obvious, let me tell you. And I hope through this series you are starting to see that if we manage the barriers, our choice to be kind can shine through and manifest. But there is a first step that's required, a key that unlocks kindness, and that is compassion. If we can see the challenge that someone is facing, it opens our heart for us to make the choice to be kind. There's an old story I heard on a meditation retreat once many, many years ago. And it's about a person um, who was walking down the road, a country road, and a, a big barking dog jumps out at him. And he jumps back and is shaken up, understandably shaken up and angry towards the dog. And then as he walks a bit more and looks back, he sees that the dog is caught in a leg trap and is suffering. And that changes everything. He feels a surge of compassion for the dog, followed by a natural kindness for this dog's well-being. This is the key to unlocking kindness. If we can see the challenge that anyone who we are interacting with or come in contact with is facing, if we can see the challenge they're facing, the suffering that they might be enduring, how they might be struggling with any kind of challenge in their life, compassion that we feel, this natural compassion elicits a kindness in us. U.S. poet Henry Wadsworth Longfellow said, and this is one of my favorite quotes. We will put it in the show notes. He said, If we could read the secret history of our enemies, we should find in each person's life sorrow and suffering enough to disarm all hostility. If we could read the secret history of our enemies, we should find in each person's life sorrow and suffering enough to disarm all hostility. What a great quote. So the next time you are out and interacting with people, see if you can start to 
start with compassion. And maybe do the following. When you're out at a restaurant, not that many of us are out these days in a COVID environment in a restaurant. But see if you can be kind to your server. Maybe they are having a rough day. Be kind to your Uber, Lyft, or taxi driver. After all, it can't be easy dealing with a sometimes unruly public. Maybe be generous on the road. Give someone the benefit of the doubt if they make a mistake or are in a hurry and might not have seen you and cut you off. Maybe they are stressed about something very important to them, like the health of a loved one and are in a rush to the hospital. The thing is, we don't know. And if we can be curious as opposed to certain about their intentions, and we can be compassionate to maybe what they're going through, our heart opens just enough that we can make the choice to be kind. Can you start to see how if we are present, not rushing, and sometimes we're going to rush, but not rushing all the time, not caught up in our head or our own needs, and can see with compassion what others are going through, it brings more kindness into our actions. We can make the choice to be kind. This is the key to unlocking kindness. It's a key we all have. We just need to be aware of it and use it. And once we use this key, it is much easier to make the choice to be kind. The Dalai Lama said, if you want others to be happy, practice compassion. If you want to be happy, practice compassion. Again, feeling your feet on the ground, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. I want to be clear, being kind does not mean we need to engage in big, grand gestures. Sometimes small acts make all the difference. They communicate, I see you, I care. There are so many small things that we can do once we see the power of kindness, once we decide to make it a superpower in our lives and we use it to impact the world in a powerful way, here are a couple, and there's many more. Give a gift to someone. Now, I know not everyone here is a fan of Amazon, but I'll tell you, I love the way Amazon is so well set up for us to take action in a matter of seconds to send a book with a nice little note to someone. How lovely it is for someone to get a book from us that says, I was thinking of you. That's a random act of kindness. Or you can just take interest in others and ask questions. To me, this is a lost art, to ask a question and truly listen long enough and with enough interest to ask a follow-up question. Take a look in your life. How many times does this happen? You will be shocked at how infrequently it does. So ask a coworker about something going on in their life and really tune in and listen and ask that follow-up question. That's gold. Just to be present and bring some compassion 
and it will unlock the next right question or right next action of kindness. I think to myself, I never want to pass by a lemonade stand and not stop. And I'll tell you the reason I don't stop, or I try not to, but when I don't stop, it's because I'm in a hurry. It fits this whole model. So when you see a lemonade stand, you see kids excited about their endeavor, gosh, stop. Take a moment. It gets them so excited. It's such an act of kindness. The exciting part in all of this is that committing to this plan to build kindness, walking every day with this podcast, building emotional intelligence, creates and reinforces neural pathways in our brain. Anything we do over and over with repetition creates a more well-traveled path in our brain and makes it easier for us to go down the same neural pathway the next time we face a challenging situation or any situation, quite frankly. And think of it like tobogganing down a hill covered with fresh snow. The first few times down the hill, it's not very easy. It's quite bumpy. We don't go very fast. But the more we do it, the more this pathway becomes tamped down. Sides evolve. The surface becomes a little icier. And it makes it easier for us to travel down with speed. And very soon we whisk down the hill. Is By the way, is that a word, whisk? We whisk down the hill very fast and with very little friction. And this is the same thing that's going on in our brain every time we engage in an intentional activity like bringing kindness into our life. That is why at first doing any of the things that I'm talking about might feel awkward and clumsy and not very smooth. But over time, it becomes second nature. And before we know it, we don't have to think about it as much. It becomes a default behavior of ours. This is how our brain works. Santiago E. Cajal, who is a Nobel laureate, really the father of neuroscience, said, and he wrote this about 120 years ago, so he uses the word man, but we could say person, but I'll use his original language. He said, any man could, if he were so inclined, be the sculptor of his own brain. Any person could, if they were so inclined, be the sculptor of their own brain. What a great quote. And that's what this whole last 8% project is all about. Being mindful about what intentional activity we want to engage in. Bringing some repetition to these activities. And recrafting our brain so that it becomes our habit. So we can become the best version of ourselves over time, little by little bit by bit, and create the relationships, career, and life we want. How exciting is that? So as we're finishing, feeling your feet on the ground, feeling your belly rise and fall, moving to our three by three. Three mindful breaths. Feel your breath right down into your toes, calming this body.
Moving now to three gratitudes. What can you feel grateful for today? And finally, three goals. What do you want to get done today? If you got these three things done, how would it lead to the kind of life you want to lead? How would it move things in your career that creates a momentum? How would it build important relationships in your life? How is it connected to your three-month focus, your one-year plan, your three-year best life story. If this doesn't mean anything to you, go back and do the goal-setting workshop. Wonderful. As we are feeling our feet on the ground and our belly rise and fall. Bringing this energy into the day. Kindness as a superpower, it's in us. If we can just clear the barriers, understand the value of it, start with compassion, and let our natural kindness shine through. Eric Hoffer said, Kindness can become its own motive. We are made kind by being kind. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>